Hey, hello, peeps. Those of you who have been listening since we started in September 2023 with Good Omens will notice a marked difference in the quality of our recording for Buffy Season 1. This is because Season 1 was our practice podcast. Neither of us had done a podcast before. It took us pretty much the whole season to figure out what we were doing, and that included having the proper settings on the microphone, Tori. Mo tried their best to correct what they could during the editing process, but there was only so much that could be done. One more thing... We changed the name of the podcast after we recorded Buffy Season 1. After the introduction, you will hear us refer to the podcast as Shallow Dive instead of Wallowing in the Shallows. We hope it doesn't cause too much confusion. And now... Welcome to Wallowing in the Shallows, the podcast that skirts the perilous drop-off of a deep dive into television and movies. We are academic nerds aspiring to become TV and movie geeks. There are no spoiler guards in the shallows, so listen at your own risk. This week, join us for a wallow in a Buffy the Vampire Slayer Season 1 rewatch. Hey, hello, peeps. Welcome back to Shallow Dive. This is Tori. And this is Rebecca, and we're talking about Buffy the Vampire Slayer Season 1, Episode 9, The Puppet Show. Yes, The Puppet Show. I hope I didn't raise your expectations too much after my comments in the last uh, last podcast about this particular episode. No, no, it was a good one. It was a good one, and I look forward to hearing your thoughts, but I did enjoy it as well. Have you got a summary for us? I do. I do. So let's get into that. Uh, Buffy, episode nine, the puppet show opens in black and white with a young woman stretching and an ominous voice saying, I will be whole. I will be new. We're suddenly in color again and we find our gang involved in the school's annual talent show. Cordelia sings off key while Giles, who's in charge of the show, looks tortured. Buffy, Willow, and Xander mock him. They are caught by the new principal, Snyder, who informs them that they must perform in the talent show. We are introduced to a new character, Morgan, and his ventriloquist dummy, Sid. Morgan appears to be weirdly attached to Sid, using him to speak to others and even having conversations with the doll. Things begin to go awry after the dancer is found dead and her heart cut out with a butcher knife. Giles, Xander, and Willow think it must be a human perpetrator, but Buffy doesn't buy it. She thinks it has to be something supernatural because they are living on the Hellmouth after all. They begin to investigate. Shortly after the focus of the investigation turns to Morgan, Buffy is awakened by something scurrying around her bedroom. That something turns out to be Sid, but the gang doesn't believe her when she tells them the next day. After the history teacher confiscates Sid during class, Xander steals him so Buffy can talk to Morgan alone. Sid disappears from the library while Buffy looks for Morgan, who she finds dead with his brain missing. As she heads back to the library, a chandelier drops on her and Sid tries to stab Buffy with a butcher knife while she's trapped under the chandelier. Buffy saves herself and captures Sid, who we find out is a demon hunter whose soul is cursed into the dummy. Sid works with the gang to identify the demon, who is eventually killed by Sid, thusly ending the curse and releasing his soul nicely done that was actually a hard summary to write i was like there there's so many details in this plot that i'm really having it really finding it hard 
to, to, to narrow that down. And I really liked the underlying piece that in ventriloquism, someone is throwing their voice Mm -hmm. onto this object. Mm -hmm. And in the story, we were so thrown off the track of who the bad guy was. Yeah. Because Sid seemed so evil. And it turned out to be that magician who was a devil or a demon. Yes. But I really should have rewatched to sort of see. I wonder what you saw of the magician the second time through, if there were any clues to his malevolence. I had, I could barely even remember there'd been a magician, you know, by the time that reveal occurred. Yeah. I mean, the only kind of clue is that he shows up more than any of the other kids in the talent show Mm. so i mean not only do they he's like one of the first kids that we kind of see after the shot of the dancer at the beginning and you know they do interview him we see him doing some tricks and and so forth so not we don't see him a lot but i don't think i think they do a good job of not you know, providing any clues. Telescoping that early. Yeah. Yeah. So it was clearly his voice that said, I need to be whole at the beginning, even though I thought it was Sid for quite a while. Right. Because it's a very low gravelly voice and, Mm -hmm. and the dummy has a low gravelly voice. I would imagine they had the same actor doing that voice. Right. Right. Exactly. As a, as a red herring. So let's see. Ventrilo- I'm just going to start off with ventriloquist dolls are creepy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they are. And you know, I'd like totally forgotten this, but we had one and my mom bought it. And I don't know why, which makes me want to get a hold of my siblings and say, do you remember why mom <gasps> bought that stupid Charlie McCarthy dummy? And I don't remember as a young child. I mean, I'm remembering this as I was older. And I think I'm kind of really remembering it like when I was in junior high and high school. Wow. I don't know why my mother ever bought that. Did she do anything with it? Or did she think you guys would play with it? Did Do you have any recollection of playing with it? Well, I mean, just in a joking way, because I was older mm-hmm. and I mean, I don't know if my my mom babysat, you know, she had a little daycare in her house. Oh. So I don't know if she bought it for the kids there or if, I mean, for all I know, my stepdad was such a big kid. He might've wanted it to try to learn <laughs> how to do ventriloquism. And, and that, that's one of the reasons I wanted to talk to my siblings. I was like, did one of my brothers want it for something or, or what? I just could not remember why. We had this Charlie McCarthy doll. And for those of you who don't know, Charlie McCarthy was a famous, part of a famous ventriloquist act back in the day. That was useful to me as well. I was going to ask, why do you keep calling him Charlie McCarthy? (laughs) I mean, I don't remember anything more than that. But um, yeah, or maybe it was just a doll. Oh, no, Edgar Bergen. Is that a name you're familiar with? No. So 
Edgar Bergen was a ventriloquist. <laughs> and Charlie McCarthy. Charlie was, McCarthy. Charlie McCarthy was his doll. Okay. Okay. So, and then this is like the 1930s. And so wow. they were on radio together. <laughs> so, who would even kinda, know? My mouth was moving, right? Kind of really ruins the whole shtick. <laughs> they were on the radio together. That makes it a lot easier. That makes it a lot. I think I could be a good ventriloquist on the radio. <laughs> I think eventually they do show up. On, on maybe early television or something like that but i don't yeah i don't know why um, that's wild that, that that's that's wild i don't think i've ever really seen one in person mm. but they I creep haven't. me out every time i see them on tv and i got such chucky vibes from much of this episode mm -hmm. you know that movie child's play yes, yes i looked that up that came out in 1988 and yeah. i felt like a bit of this was including the knife right right a bit of it just seemed a little inspired by that movie oh yeah i totally i mean that movie i remember just i didn't see it because i didn't do horror yeah um, movies but everybody was talking about it yeah. So it was a huge thing. So I'm not surprised that they kind of brought some of that in. Yeah. Yes. Horrifying. And it, 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 this did give me a couple of jump scares but until we found out Sid was a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> but they, they play him creepy. Oh, they play him real creepy. And rather saucy is too kind a word. Crass? <laughs> Crass for sure. Yeah. That yeah. is definitely which i don't i just found that really funny though but i like Some when, of it, when buffy yes. calls in on it yes 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 i uh, will get to the line that really jumped out to me but let's not get ahead of ourselves okay we get cordelia we get cordelia back singing the greatest love of all do yes. you recall this isn't my trivia question but do you recall who sung that song round about these times oh yeah whitney houston earlier. yes i think whitney did this song a bit more justice than Cordelia. <laughs> yeah but it's good to see her that is true it kind of reminded me that particular scene remind me a little bit of uh the talent show scene from dirty dancing where oh, the sister is up on stage it. uh the sister gets up on stage and she's singing not this song but way off key mm. so i it think was i've only seen i think i've only seen dirty dancing once and it was back when it came out ah uh, yeah i saw that movie a lot my roommate jan and i saw it yeah. so much we walked in the theater one time and the guy taking tickets was like you two again <laughs> wow no i definitely had some friends who loved that movie ah uh, yeah i didn't uh i didn't see it very often well it was a hell of a lot cheaper to go to movies back then oh my <laughs> god why we no went doubt. a lot but anyways that's a little off track but it did kind of remind me of that scene from dirty dancing so giles has been <laughs> tasked with producing the talent show and you'd think he was having to eat worms by how he was reacting <laughs> yeah anthony stewart has does some really great um facial acting in this episode <laughs> yes yes 
he just looks so horrified by what he's hearing and seeing up on stage. Who could blame him? God, yeah. <laughs> were you ever in a talent show when you were in high school? I w- was part of what I did do theater mm-hmm. in in high school. So mm-hmm. I did shows. There was one talent show my entire high school career. And I think I helped with the curtain. I did not do a talent. I didn't do a talent. It was not something I was interested in. Yeah, I don't think we ever had a talent show. If we did, I was definitely not a part of it, nor did I attend, But because it rings zero bells. Yeah, I definitely didn't mind getting on stage, but I wanted to be part of a production, not just singing or dancing, you know, my own little tune to myself. Horrifying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would have thought the same thing for myself. So we get introduced to Principal Snyder. Yes. And I like Flutie better, (laughs) but I did recognize Quark from Deep Space Nine. So this guy is familiar and he had some great lines. But I learned, much to my chagrin, I'm going to have to watch the research on these shows I went to this one website trying to find something out about the show. Uh-huh. And oh my gosh, I found out too much. Uh-oh. I found out I found out too much. I know too much about Snyder now. Oh, and bummer. a couple of plot things. And so I have to be very careful with my research because Yeah, that's a bummer. Yes. Yes. I won't get into what I learned. But you may know, but uh, just from what I just said. But anyway, I think he's going to grow on me because <laughs> I really did like how he said something like Flutie in his liberal ways are what <laughs> got him eaten. <laughs> As if those somehow have some sort of logical connection. I know. I was like, dude, that's really gross. My predecessor, Mr. Flutie, may have gone in for all that touchy-feely relating nonsense, but he was eaten. You're in my world now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And did you ever watch Deep Space Nine? Um, no. Okay. Because his costume is very, I think he's a Ferengi. Maybe I'm wrong oh. on that, but he's like got these big ears that like take up half his head and he's bald. The the creature he is is kind of bald. Jeez, and has how do you recognize teeth. him? Because <laughs> I, I mean, I know what those Ferengi costumes are like. I yeah. don't know if I would have recognized him. It might have also been the voice. That's, yeah. I do remember seeing, and the actor's name is Armin Shimmerman. Yeah. I saw him in an episode of Stargate, like that Ooh. first season where they're doing like a lot of them stupid mythology ones. Yes. And he's in one of those. I what is that? I think he plays a Knox. Oh my gosh, the Knox. I do remember them. They're like yeah. really smart and evolved. Yeah. And live in trees or something. Something like that. They're I think they're like a playoff of fairies and sprites mm. and things like mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. that's what i i know i've seen him in that and i've seen him in a couple other things but he's forever for me going to be principal snyder the character you love to hate sure sure well yes there was a there was a point in this show where i thought maybe schneider was the the perpetrator 
the way he was able to skulk around. But yes, he was and not. I think that's, he was not. I think that's what they want you to think. Yeah, yeah. So he punishes the our trio by telling them they have to be in the talent show. <laughs> yes, which seems like a fate worse than worse than death. They're begging for detention. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Yeah, standard detention is a time honored punishment. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Did and you, I don't oh, go ahead about this. I thought you know, it's Principal Snyder saying all that stuff to them, you know, and they cut every once in a while to Giles's expression, which is perfect, right? But there's also like the last time they kind of cut to Giles, and the uh, the three of them are sitting ne- down next to him, and there's this really deep like tuba note that really yes. kind of punctuates everything. And it, I thought that was a really cool little touch. I loved that tuba. Yes, I loved the tuba, and I, I love a good some, tuba. And and there's something that the person playing the tuba says later that I think is pretty funny. So yeah, the tuba was a nice choice. I I'm really curious what tuba solo got played during the show, <laughs> but uh, cool cool instrument, cool instrument. Marching band wouldn't be the same without it. Yeah, I was gonna get off track and say a story about the bears of a cat mine and a tuba <laughs> but i'm not gonna go there <laughs> okay because that that could really go far afield <laughs> yeah that could really go far afield we'll just let people imagine what the heck cat what my bears have to do with talking about all right um so yeah, that's a great opening scene yes so then we get to know morgan who at first you're like gosh morgan is terrible at this, mm-hmm. this ventriloquism and mm-hmm. we never kind of find out why he has this doll or takes yeah. it with him to class <laughs> <laughs> but i was immediately struck with how the dummy was really talking and was like oh my gosh this is so creepy yeah that dummy is creepy and they do a really good job of you know, like using the eyebrows and yes. opening the eyes wide and so forth and the mouth. So they do a good job of of making the dummy have expression. Totally. Totally. You really you really start to buy it. And of course, once you go to wood, not once you go wood, nothing's as good. <laughs> Wowza, Sid. Wowza. <laughs> That made me laugh. So every time I hear that line, it really makes me laugh. But I remember kind of guffawing the first time I heard it. Yes, yes. Obviously, I found it notable. <laughs> and you know, this Snyder, as much as I maybe don't like his heavy hand, at least he recognizes that things are not normal at this school, that yeah. weird stuff is going down. Yeah. And not too much further along, another yet another student bites the dust. Dancer Emily Toast. Yep. yep. With her heart cut out with a butcher knife. Yeah. Yeah, and of course, I immediately was suspecting the dummy. Did the dummy steal it? Is the dummy mm-hmm. is the is the dummy Pinocchio making himself a real boy with some sort of Fran- Doctor Frankenstein experiment? <laughs> um. Well, do we want to jump? We don't want do we? We don't want to jump ahead to that yet, though, do we? Go ahead. Get, take it. Re-listen. Re-listen. Yeah, what I was gonna say was, you know, once again crappy stuff happening in the girls locker room 
Oh, why God. does anybody in Sunnydale High ever go into the locker rooms? Graduating high school just is not worth it for that gym <laughs> credit because that is not the place you want to be. No, not at all. But or, I did um, like how they kind of cut back into some of the black and white, right? When we're seeing through the demon's eyes. Yes. I thought that was a nice choice. Yes. Who I'm still thinking is Sid. As but we, is everybody else, I think. But we know point. now it's the magician. Yeah. Who we see in the next scene. Oh, my gosh. So there were little bits of pavement laid. I think, yeah, just the number of times he shows up on screen is kind of the clue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or the bad, bad, I was going to say musician, but magician. I did like Xander, Willow, and Buffy while they were practicing their dramatic scene. Yes. On the corner of the stage. Yes. Which we will return to later. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so with these various interviews we have, mm -hmm. I though I both was a dancer and was in band, I had never heard of the dancer band rivalry. <laughs> I think it was the tuba player that it was the tuba player, this, which I yeah. loved. I just, well, you know, dancer band rivalry. <laughs> oh gosh. Sounds, like, okay. sounds epic. Yeah, and then Cordelia comes in with a home run. Emma was like my best friend, Xander, Emily. <laughs> I, I love how Cordelia again, narcissistic as always. It's all about, it all about her. her. Yep. 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 <laughs> I do like, um, this is kind of back into the uh, auditorium scene when Snyder and Giles are walking in. Yes. And they're coming down the aisle and Snyder's just complaining about students and he talks about the school's reputation of suicides, missing persons, spontaneous cheerleader combustion. <laughs> combustion. Mm -hmm. I was like, great callback to the witch episode. That's exactly what I'm talking about when finally somebody's like, this is weird stuff that happens at this place. Yeah, exactly. You got to wonder, where did he learn all about this stuff? The and local paper, take, perhaps. Why would you take the job at a place where all this happens? Now that's an excellent question. Snyder. Snyder. And okay, so where do you want to head next? Let's see, where do we want to head next? Oh, just real quickly, because the next scene is where they, is after the girl finds Emily in the locker room and screams and Giles is telling Willow, Xander, and Buffy about it. And uh, when he mentions that the heart is removed, bill billows. Here we go. I keep <laughs> shipping all their names together. <laughs> <laughs> I did it. I did that before. I think I called the Buffo. <laughs> now it's Buffo. Billow. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Buffo Billow. Maybe we could Buffando. Wander. <laughs> I just start calling them Buffando. All of them together. <laughs> wow. Uh, Willow. <laughs> if I get back yes. to what I was going to say, has a most understated response ever. Thanks. <laughs> I 
like I would have been freaking out saying, I got to go home now because I'm traumatized. I, I need to transfer to a different school. <laughs> yeah. But I think, I mean, that little exchange in that scene is important, right? Because it sets them up for they're not really believing that it's a demon and they think it's a human because there was a butcher knife used. Right. But yeah, so right. that was it. I mean, was there anything else? Because we're kind of, we're not being very linear here, which is okay, but makes it difficult to figure out what are we talking about and what haven't we talked about? Where, where exactly are we? Well, I know that the next thing I have is my trivia question, yeah. which is when the crew start comparing notes about their various questioning of the various students. So if there's anything you want to talk about about the questioning after the incident, feel free. No, go ahead. Okay. So do you know the point at which I'm talking when they I all do. come back together? Okay. I do. So when the crew is comparing notes about their questioning sessions and they find Giles, there's a calendar on the wall behind him. What month is it? It's April. <gasps> you got and it. I thought about doing that one for a trivia question oh my gosh i wondered <laughs> if we were ever going to have the same trivia question you no, well like, ding ding is... ding you got it <laughs> i no, thought like, it was possible to maybe guess with reasonable accuracy given how far along we are in the school year and we're already past basketball season but you knew it for sure you had taken note i did I did, I did, I did. But that helps me narrow down what trivia question I'm going to ask you. We have not got to that scene yet. Okay, very good, very good. Xander <laughs> wants to wear a wire like nobody's business. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how many times he mentions it, but it's a lot. Yeah, he's, I find him more tenable in this episode. Yes. And in some of the previous episodes. Yes, yes. Let's see, what do you have what do you have noted next? Well, the next thing I have noted is that oh it I guess it's just about the when Buffy is trying to break in or breaks into Morgan's locker and <laughs> is caught yes. by Snyder. When he's walking away, I just in my notes I have Snyder looks like one of the elves from Rudolph. Oh my gosh. You know, if you put one of those little pointy hats on him. Yes. Bald with kind of the ears sticking out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow. And with how observant and tracking Snyder is, he doesn't notice that she busted off the lock of this locker that uh, you know. she's looking into. And you do see that she does try to hide that at one point, like towards the end of that scene where they're yeah. still at the locker um, yes and she like quickly turns around and like puts her back up against it mm -hmm. i was like well at least she did try to hide it but yeah i wondered that too i was like how did he number one not hear her punch exactly it, punch it in and number two see right away that there was a gaping hole in exactly. the locker exactly and at this point, I'm feeling really bad for Morgan. He just mm -hmm. seems all kinds of disturbed. Yeah. And I do like he was a little bit gray throughout the whole episode. Yes. Which I thought was a good touch. Yes. And I'm I'm very sorry to lose him, but he it seemed like he was not well. 
he was maybe not going to live much longer anyway. Yeah, which is kind of confirmed by uh, Willow later, right? When she breaks into his records mm-hmm. on the computer and they find out the brain that cancer. brain cancer. Totally. So then I don't have anything until <laughs> Willow's attack in her bedroom. This was the creepiest scene. Here we had this sexy time scene in, in Buffy's bedroom last time with, or a couple of times ago with mm-hmm. Angel. Now mm-hmm. we have the freaking dummy in the window. Oh my God. I would freak out. I was, yeah. oh, it, it was in her bed. I mean, this was just all sorts of creepy. Yeah. Now, when you first started this com- part of the conversation, you said Willow's bedroom, but let's just call oh. it, it is Buffy's bedroom. Yes. Thanks for, I, I thought I'd said something incorrectly. Yes. Buffy's bedroom. Yes. Yeah. Oh, and when, you know, she, I mean, you hear that little pattering, scurrying <sighs> sound. Yes. And then she actually looks under her bed and I've, I'm always like, don't look under the bed. Cause oh. I was convinced when I was a child that stuff lived under my bed. And creepy, to this creepy, day, creepy, creepy. I still sleep with my blankets way up under my neck <laughs> mm. because mm. of course that will always save you from what's under the bed. Definitely. No matter what it is down there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, that scene, I mean, and then when she does come up and Sid's in the bed, it's like, ah. oh, 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 I am just getting creeped out even thinking about it, even though I know Sid is Sid is good. But he was, he did have malevolent intent at that point because he thought that Buffy was the demon. Yes. Yeah, he could have killed her. Yeah, glad they figured that all out. <laughs> I do. When Joyce comes in after Buffy screams, you know, and she's getting ready to leave and she's like, sweetheart, you shouldn't go to sleep with the window open. I'm like, why yeah. not? I sleep with my window open all the time. Well, I think the problem is they don't use screens in California, apparently, because anything anything could fly. <laughs> just anything just jumps in and out. Buffy, uh, Angel, yeah, the, the Sid. I mean that that window's like a super highway. I don't know, <laughs> like a wormhole. <laughs> My first apartment in Seattle didn't have screens and i hated every minute of it i'm like why are there no damn screens ah, i just i don't under i don't understand it i get a flyer too in in my place anyway just from opening a door I, I, and with my detesting of mosquitoes forget about it yeah forget about well, it screens you know, my are balcony door doesn't have a screen door on it mm-hmm. which is why i bought one of those big net things that you can hang up in your door because i was like oh i gotta have yeah. i can't just have the door open with nothing stopping crap from flying in yeah 100 percent. and poor joyce dreaming about bills god that's that's not a dream i'd like to have no not at all let's see do you have anything else about that scene in buffy's bedroom no uh although the thought just popped into my mind when you were mentioning joyce dreaming about bills i was like i will take my chris evans dreams thank you very much (laughs) absolutely (laughs) all right let's move on okay so they're chatting monroe doctrine in history class dang it was that what you were going to ask me that's what i was going to ask you i would have gotten that one right well that's my trivia question (laughs) how did you phrase it how were you going to phrase it what part of u.s history are they learning about in history class nice nice I get a ding, 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 even though I answered it before it was asked. 
I did. Ask I mean, and I, answered. I could. I was going to do one, which I think would be have been much harder. Oh, uh, dear. And it's like when Giles and Willow are researching in the library. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of, they've got a shot of them on the other side of the bookshelf. And the shot is like looking through the bookshelf. Okay. And there's some books there. And I was going to, my trivia question was going to be like, name one of the book titles. Would have failed. <laughs> Would have failed that. I'll take the Monroe Doctrine one. Because that's the one you decided on. That was the one I decided on. Okay. So, all right. Well, this history class, I mean, Morgan has Sid sitting on his lap in class. I mean, yeah. this is really something. This is yeah. not this is not a kindergartner with bringing still bringing a blankie or something. Of course, great empathy now that I know about his illness and everything, but he would get fun he would get made fun of mercilessly if oh he really God, had yeah. that had that dummy in class. Oh yeah. I was just trying to think from a psychological perspective. Would that be a service dummy? Mm. Not and would today would a student if that was kind of like his comfort thing that allowed him to, you know, be out and interacting, would we have to allow that. I feel it's more like a security blanket, a security right. dummy. A security dummy. Since it's inanimate. Well, <laughs> that's I'm inanimate. inanimate. <laughs> right. <laughs> we, we really can't. It's tough to classify Sid. <laughs> Is Sid a service dummy or a security dummy? It's tough to know. Depends upon if it's before or after Sid has left the building. <laughs> the demon hunter known as Sid. Sid has left the building. So did you think, I really thought that Sid had escaped of his own volition from oh, yeah. the closet. Oh, but from the closet. We find, but we find out that Xander actually took Sid out of the closet. Yeah, I do enjoy that scene with yeah. Xander and the dummy in the library. He's like banging it head on the table yeah by now i'm completely inanimate i'm completely inanimate yeah (laughs) yeah oh and then of course you know when xander gets up from the table and we turn around and xander sits down and the dummy is gone and he's like (laughs) that was creepy that was creepy yeah and when giles and willow find out and they're like oh it'd be like me with a uh with some kind of giant bug crawling around on the floor around me <laughs> oh yeah yeah except except an inanimate dummy moving around is even creepier yeah i'm gonna keep doing i'm completely inanimate <laughs> <laughs> that will be the last time i promise i won't be no worry no 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 it's, good. it's a good call back um so this high school has the most extensive prop makeup room costume room i've ever heard of having been a theater person you know i knew there was a shop behind mm-hmm. and the backstage and everything but this was insane yeah it was like the entire basement of the school or something was full of props complete with like a phantom of the opera chandelier as well. <laughs> yeah Crazy. i never i guess i didn't 
really think about that. I was like, what was the chandelier doing up there? Yeah, I think that I think they had recently produced Phantom of the Opera. That's my only explanation. <laughs> now, was was that up on the stage when that happened? Because this, I mean, the chandelier looked like it was pretty high up, and I mean, it looked like Sid was running on a balcony kind of thing. Yeah, that's a good question. I can't really answer it. I don't know exactly what location it was on. I guess I was kind of assuming it was the stage, but uh-huh. but then again, maybe it was kind of back there. They were just storing the chandelier for the next time they were going <laughs> to do Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> I've actually, oh, well, I've seen the movie. Is it uh-huh. an actual opera opera? It is. Oh, that only it. recently closed on Broadway. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. wow. Had a heck of a run. Yeah. I saw I it a few get, years ago. I've the opera in so long. I need, I need to go. Nice. Nice. Let's just make sure it's not a modern production. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I won't get um, Yeah, so just like really quick before we get too much farther ahead. Did you catch the, the movie reference when Xander was... Uh, had Sid in the library? Uh, like right when I Buffy's don't... Wa- walking out to go look for Morgan? I don't think I did. The Red Rum? Oh, yes. I do know what that is from. It's a Stanley Kubrick with the guy who played Joker on Batman. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. What? Jack Nicholson? I... Yes, Jack Nicholson in the creepy hotel off season i can't remember the name of it but i know what you're talking about that's what red rum is from the shining stephen king right stephen king but maybe directed by stanley kubrick i believe that is correct yeah i could i could tell you just about everything except the title apparently (laughs) (laughs) anyways i just wanted to throw that yes like well i I was actually a little I i kind of expected you to mention it because i know you're a stephen king fan Right. Yes, I did. I did. I didn't write it down. But now that you mention it, I do absolutely remember him saying that. Got it. Got it. And before we leave the library. Yes. Do you did you catch any of the titles of the books? Any of them? Not, at all? OK, that's so not a like one. the one that first caught my eye was a big like it had a white jacket on it. And it was Valley of the Dolls by Jacqueline Suzanne. Oh my gosh. I've never read it, but I am familiar with the book. Yeah. And I wondered then what the other, some of the other titles were. Cause I was like, mm-hmm. are they all referencing dolls? But one of them was called Glorious Apollo, which is actually a book from the 1920s. And it's about oh. Lord Byron. Oh. Yeah. And the other two, I couldn't find anything about. There were, I think, well, one, I wasn't sure of the title cause it was a little bit fuzzy on my TV. And the other one, there were too many books with that title. So, what were they doing all shelved together? I wonder. <laughs> Which I was section like, well, these are the, of the books I have in my office? Me. You can use those if you want. <laughs> or these are the the prop masters. Yeah, I just found these at a garage sale, so just use these. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Put them on stage somewhere. Yes. That I okay. That is my trivia question. But yeah, I, I definitely, definitely didn't maybe, have that. Yeah, I thought maybe it was a little bit too hard and obscure. Or maybe I could have said, "Well, the the blurry one was such and such, such and such," and you couldn't <laughs> have you couldn't have refuted me. <laughs> that, that is true. That's true. I do know it said the elder something, and mm. I thought it said the elder. 
cider, but I think it's the elder sister. <laughs> the elder sister sounds a little more likely. <laughs> I'm like, what would that even reference the elder cider? <laughs> An elderly man puts just... hiding up on houses. <laughs> We're just cracking ourselves up on this one. <laughs> uh, well, I do love the puppet show. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's it's a good one. It's a good one. Yeah. Uh, where where to next? What have you got next here? Well, since I jumped ahead, we've kind of yeah, we've already kind of talked about the the chandelier thing <laughs> with yes. Sid running around with, and then when he's trying to stab her. Yes. Which and I did like I did like when they sort of had their confrontation were saying the same thing because they've suspected each other of exactly right. the same thing. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of funny. But I love the next scene. <laughs> Tell us about it. When uh I mean it cuts to Giles's face and again, great facial expressions for uh particularly for Giles and Xander. And Sid is telling them his story, and they're both—they're both just like, "What the <laughs> f?" And this is when we learn that Sid was cursed. He was a demon hunter, and then he was cursed by these those seven demons that Giles had already mm -hmm. found out about, and so his soul was kind of cursed into this uh, ventriloquist dummy. But oh my gosh, I laugh so hard every time I see their expressions. <laughs> I just find it really hysterical. Willow is a little understated, as she has been kind of throughout the whole episode. But, oh my gosh. And then Sid, trying to explain, you know, why he thought Buffy was the demon. He's like, look at you. You're strong, athletic, <laughs> limber. Nubile. His eyes are closing. Yeah. <laughs> he shakes his head. He's like, I'm back. <laughs> yeah, that was good. I rewound that because I was like, what was that last adjective he used? And it was worth it. Yeah. I Yeah, that's one of my favorite scenes. Yeah. Yeah, we find out Sid is actually a good guy. And mm -hmm. now I'm starting that I really thought the dummy was funny. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know, you know, in the last uh, podcast, I mentioned that I thought there were like some elements of noir. Yes. In this episode. And it, it, it's really because of Sid, right? And I don't know if you ever watched any of those old kind of gangster noir movies, those detective movies and stuff. Not really. And the guy's always got like a low, craggy voice, and he's really kind of crass, like Sid. And I think that's where this whole kind of noir thing comes for me. It's all because of Sid the Dummy. <laughs> I am familiar uh, with. Is it Columbo? Oh yeah, this is way. This is this Peter goes Falk. Peter yeah, Falk this goes plays yeah, some yeah, kind yeah. of gumshoe. Gumshoe. Yeah. But yeah. really, the reason I'm familiar with that is because of the the show Murder by Death. <laughs> Have you ever seen that? I think so. It sounds familiar. Oh, my gosh. With David Niven and Peter Sellers and Maggie Smith and Truman Capote. Oh, it's it's I love it. Maybe I haven't, but I know I've heard of it. Yeah, yeah. I think I own it. We should see that because it's old, but it is it is good. And Maggie Smith is fantastic. Well, when isn't she? Never it's seen true. her give a bad it's performance. True. And I haven't even named all the famous people in it. There's there's more that I'm not recalling. Uh yeah. 
No, I'm thinking even back further, right? Like okay. The 1940s and 1950s. I gotcha. Yeah, no, this is definitely after that. Yeah, it's kind of weird to me. I, I was thinking about this a few months ago for some reason, not film noir specifically, but I, I don't know, I was watching some reactor on YouTube and they were going on about how, oh my gosh, they just watched this movie from the 1930s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember not even really thinking twice about watching movies from like the 1930s and 40s when I was younger and mm-hmm. I realized you know it's just I was a lot closer to those decades than the reactors today <laughs> and you know a film from the 1930s I mean we're getting close to a hundred year old film gosh that's amazing when do you do you know was Casablanca in about that era Casablanca in the Bogart? 40s I'm pretty sure okay. I don't know the exact year but it's getting closer to those years. I have seen Casablanca. <laughs> well, that's such a amazing Iconic. movie. Yes. Yeah. I just looked it up. It was 1942. Okay. Okay. So it's getting close to the 30s. Yeah, real close. I mean, it's still in black and white. They weren't even using color regularly yet. Right. All right. Well, back to Buffy. Uh, did you want to say anything else about film noir in relationship to this episode no and it was really just kind of the sid character that yeah referenced it for me that was it you could really see him in a smoky cabaret type bar oh yeah <laughs> a speakeasy even. yes well well elaborated <laughs> well my next note is that brain is jiggly yeah because they come upon Morgan's brain. And I just need to say that, so we find out that Morgan's brain was uh, diseased, right? Mm-hmm, he, mm-hmm. he had cancer. And so, in other words, it was abnormal. And so... Abby normal. Yes! That's just what I was going to mention from... <laughs> Young Frankenstein. Young Frankenstein. I thought about the same thing. <laughs> uh, what brain did you give me? Hmm. Uh, Abby something. Abby normal. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't seen the Young Frankenstein out there, you really, you really should. Then you oh, know yeah. what the heck we were talking about. Another great movie. Oh my gosh, with Madeline Kahn as mm-hmm. well. Gone too soon. Gene oh. Wilder. Yes. Yeah. Oh, good well. stuff. Terry Gar? Is yeah. she in it? Yeah, 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 yeah. And Marty Feldman. Oh my gosh. So anyway, I don't know if I jumped ahead too much, but that was the next thing I needed to get in, get out was the brain being jiggly and abnormal. <laughs> Abby normal. <laughs> I did Xander saying because they were like, oh my gosh, they need a good brain. And Xander was like, well, I'm safe. <laughs> <laughs> However, Xander doesn't give himself quite enough credit because he asks Willow what the square root of 841 is. And Willow quickly rattles it off, but Xander had to know enough to give her a perfect square. Not all numbers are easy to take the square root of. And by easy, I mean you get a whole number back, you know, one without decimals or anything. And so he, you can't just pick a random number to say what's the square root of it and get a nice number. So he had to know enough to ask 841 
for her to answer 29. Because yeah. if he had asked 840, that would have been a lot harder. Oh. So I don't think he's given himself enough credit. Yeah, I wouldn't have put any of that together. Mm -hmm. Any of what you just said either. <laughs> mm -hmm. Because, right? Yeah. 28 times 28 is much smaller. And 30 times 30 is much larger. More numbers are not perfect squares than are perfect squares. Quite a few more numbers are not perfect squares. So anyway, he picked, he strategically picked a very good one or was incredibly lucky. <laughs> I'm going to go with the latter. <laughs> Fair enough, but the odds are not with that. <laughs> Kudos to the writer, though, who knew to do that. Yes, yes. Yeah, I did like, you know, they have another pop culture reference when Xander's like, does anyone else feel like we've been Kaiser Sozade? Oh, yes. The Usual Suspects, which I, when did that come out? Oh, I don't know. Must have been the 90s, I guess. Yeah, that sounds about right. I would even say. I, I think I, I saw that in the 80s. theater. I think I saw oh, that in the theater and I, it's 1995. Yeah. I was going to say, because that movie was too mature for me to say before, see before getting into high school. Mm -hmm. And I started high school in 88, 89. Oh, gotcha. So yeah. Yeah. Came out a little later, but it is, it is definitely timely. It is right about when these episodes were. Yeah, it sure is. That was, that's not a great movie. Excellent movie. This is kind of like, uh, I got to go back a little bit. What that one shot where uh, it's like Principal Snyder is backlit. Mm -hmm. You know what scene I'm talking about? When he's skulking around. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. You just see like his ears are like all red. <gasps> and I I'm like, that's such that. a great backlight shot. Nice. And it, it almost is, well, it probably is designed, right, to make you. Question again. Well, is Snyder the demon? Yes, I definitely felt that way for a moment. Yeah. I just, I thought that was nicely shot and framed, yeah. framed very well. Yeah. Well spotted. What, what do you have next after that? Well, I'm wondering, did you guess at all that it was the magician before they show us it's the magician? I don't think so. The first thing that I thought was weird is there was something wrong with his hand. Oh, yeah. When, but I think we're imminently, I think that's while he's locking Giles up and you're like, well, this is weird. Yeah. He's got a little, he's got a little handy guillotine to harvest yeah. Giles's brain. I'm like, I don't even think when I was in high school, they would have let a student bring a guillotine. No. Not not even for a magic show, yeah. His name, I think his name is Mark. Mark. Mark is murderous. <laughs> murderous Mark. <laughs> I'm sorry, I suddenly I just had like a BBC narrator. Murderous Mark brings in his guillotine to show the students how to. That was really yes. stupid, sorry. <laughs> how, to how to remove a brain in one fell swoop. <laughs> Yeah, there was something wrong with that with that demon's hand. Yeah. When, and well, so, I think it's because yeah. he was starting to starting revert to, turn. to his demon mm. self, right? Because he had the heart, but he was kind of late in getting the brain. 
Because he right. couldn't use uh, Morgan's brain. I got to tell you, yeah. this this axe, I got a bone to pick with this axe that Mark hacks at this rope. What? What does he blow it? Five times mm-hmm. or something? And he can't get a rope to break. Yet later, Willow is able to remove the lock. The given metal lock. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's tricky. But, I mean, if you, I mean, rope, metal lock. <laughs> One of these is much harder than the other. So, so that axe has sort of a magical change between one or the other. And we do have Xander with a very heroic moment grabbing yeah. that rope before yeah. Giles loses his brain. Mm-hmm. That's what you call in the nick of time. <laughs> yes. Another convenient thing is how the demon conveniently falls right into the guillotine. Yes. <laughs> it's fortuitous. It's extremely <laughs> fortuitous. Yeah. But then, you know, Sid says he's got to kill it himself because yes. after Buffy offers to do it because she knows that uh yeah he'll be gone but he does it anyways finally free of the curse sid can't say i'll miss you but you were entertaining mm-hmm. r.i.p yeah and then of course you start to get into a couple of my other favorite scenes when the curtain comes up and they're all just kind of standing there and buffy's got sid in her arms and they <laughs> cut to snyder out in the audience and then they cut to credits and you hear Snyder go, I don't get it. Is it avant-garde? <laughs> that was that was awesome. They were just suddenly exposed for all to see as the curtain rose. <laughs> yeah, and I'm so glad we get to see the big dramatic scene they decided on for the talent show. <laughs> yes. I always think that Nicholas Brendan and Sarah Michelle Gellar and uh, Allison Hannigan must have just had a blast filming that because Mm -hmm. they do such a good job at bad acting (laughs) and i did read that um some places when they first released this episode didn't have that in it oh and i was like okay but then once it got released on like dvd and stuff like that they put it back in and i'm like i don't understand why they would have cut it in the first place maybe it's just because it's oedipus now how long did you watch it? How did you watch it? Well, I was watching it on TV as the episodes came out. And then, of course, I bought the DVDs. But I mean, when you most recently reviewed it for this podcast. Oh, I'm watching form? it on Voodoo streaming. Okay. How long would you say the scene of Oedipus was that they were doing? Oh, I don't know. I didn't pay any attention. I didn't think it was that long. Okay. I'm just wondering because I didn't even make a note of it. And so I'm just wondering. I watched it on Hulu and I just wondered if mine maybe was a little shorter, but I don't know. But it was in there, right? The Oedipus? It was in there. They they were wearing togas. Yeah. 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 It was in there. So it was probably the same Willow gets scared and runs off stage. Xander forgets his lines. And now I'm not sh- any more stone faced. I'm not sure about that. I am going to have to bring that up 
and we will circle back to this at the beginning of the next podcast okay. because I don't feel like I saw that part. Oh, yeah. Interesting. You know, of course, Xander's playing Oedipus. Buffy's playing his mom, and she's like, Oedipus, oh, Oedipus. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to check this. And perhaps also sometimes at the end of an episode, they'll say play next episode kind of before the episode oh, is over so yeah. i just kind of wonder anyway i'm going to take a look at that we shall reconvene on that exact topic okay for next episode well that's it then you got anything else you want to say about this particular episode? i have nothing else to say but i certainly enjoyed it it was a good one and i look forward to the next one right on and the next one is called nightmares i think yes nightmares Ooh, only scary. three episodes left <gasps> hopefully it's not about joyce's bills <laughs> yeah then we'll have nothing to talk about nope but we could get into my chris evans dreams well <laughs> that could be true entertainment <laughs> for sure for sure all right bye everybody thanks for listening O ruler of my country, Oedipus, you see our company around the altar, and I, the priest of Zeus. Ha ha. They prophesied that I should kill my father, but he is dead and hidden deep in the soil. But surely I must fear my mother's bed. O Oedipus, Oedipus, unhappy Oedipus, that is all I can call you and all that I ever shall call you. Darkness and horror of darkness, unfolding restless visitant, sped by an ill wind in haste. Madness and... Madness and stabbing pain and, and, um, oh, oh, memory of uh, ill deeds I have done. Following in the Shallows is created and produced by the both of us, edited by Mo. The soundtrack for The Wallowing in the Shallows, Buffy the Vampire Slayer Season 1 Rewatch, is Apache Rock Instrumental by Sound Atelier, available on Jmendo.com. You can send us feedback at witstvpod at gmail.com. That's W-I-T-S-T-V-P-O-D at gmail.com. Subscribe. And then subscribe. Subscribe. Hit that subscribe button. Like and subscribe.